1: Only good things running through my head, yeah. Life is good today, everything going my way. Breeze flying the sky. Why
0: don't we talk about it? Oh,
1: girl, talk with mercy, yeah. Hey, y'all, it is your girl, Miss Yak, back with another episode of Girl Talk with Miss Yak. And tonight, I have a special guest. Uh, her name is Grace Catan. Uh, she is a Filipino American advocate for survivors of sexual violence. She's the creator of the Tell Someone Project, which aims to help survivors reach out to the people around them through safe, structured conversations. She's also a community organizer at She's the Universe, a global movement for girls' empowerment. Oh my goodness. This is a much needed conversation for our lovely ladies out there. So, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and bring on in Miss Grace. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you doing? I am lovely, lovely, lovely. Thank now, you this so much for a,
0: having me on the show. Yeah. Of
1: course. Of course. This is a big topic, a big, big topic. And it's something that's near and dear to my heart um, as <laughs> well because, you know, I've had my issues with sexual assault. Um, In my past as well, um, starting as early as, excuse me, 14. Um, And so I think this is a really big topic that definitely needs to be covered in like as early as middle school, really, you know. Yeah. And I I feel like it's it's something that's missing in in the schools and whatnot and something that can be very valuable to our girls so they don't end up becoming the next member of the Me Too movement.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's. It's completely, I, I totally hear what you're saying about like middle school is, I feel like a lot of people might think that's like too young or mm-hmm. they think that we're exposing them to something that they should not be prepared for. But I feel like that's more dangerous than just sending girls out into the world um, without knowing how, how to be safe, um, yeah. what they can do, how to find support. And so, and also, just how to how to navigate the world before before sexual violence or after.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure, I completely agree with that because you know whether you know parents want to believe it or not, that's when hormones start to kick in. I I mean, it, it is what it is. It's just facts. That's when the hormones start to kick in, and so that's when you know children start exploring and they start testing the boundaries and whatnot. You know, so even you know just peer-to-peer sexual assault, that's when it's going to start, you know, happening, you know? So mm. we definitely need to go ahead and educate our uh, our young ones out there, our ladies, you know, how to handle themselves accordingly if they are, you know, faced with, you know, these difficult situations and whatnot. But even more so, you know, let's say something does happen, you know, a lot of times we are reactive to, you know, situations and whatnot. But, you know, sometimes we have to be reactive as well. So in these cases, when we have individuals who experience sexual assault, the recovery process of it, the picking yourself up and starting all over again process, it's not just as simple as just flipping a switch.
0: Exactly.
1: So what are some tools and resources that we can put out there to help our our young ladies?
0: Yeah. So there's there's a lot of resources that a lot of people just don't know about um one of them is is what i created which is the tell someone project which is um it's i call it a conversation packet but it's a little way that people can start that conversation because that was the hardest part for me was just reaching out and saying hey this is something that happened i need help and like because that's not something that anybody is equipped to deal with alone um and in addition to resources, and I think the a big stockpile of resources is that Rain.org. I don't know if we have the link somewhere, but they're one of the biggest organizations with resources for survivors of any type of sexual violence. So mm. um, in addition to that, I think creating what we don't talk about enough is like creating spaces where survivors feel safe enough to just exist yeah. and also have that space to heal or take whatever time and use whatever resources they need at that point.
1: Wow. Wow. And so with that being said, like, I mean, I wonder, like, is it with your organizations, are any of them, you know, making the, taking the extra steps to try to get these type of organizations in the school systems?
0: I think that is definitely the next step. Um, That's what I'm, I'm kind of in, in the middle of a big life transition right now. But as soon as I get settled in, that's what I'm planning for. Um to get these resources in schools near me. I there definitely are organizations that are doing it right now. Um but it's it's not like in every school, it's not everywhere at all. And it needs to be because survivors are literally everywhere. And this is something that I try to stress to everybody I everybody around me. Just you don't, you have no idea who in this room is a survivor. And I can pretty much guarantee that there is one somewhere.
1: Uh, Yes, almost definitely. Because, you know, they they hide in plain sight, obviously, because, you know, no survivor is just going to go around announcing, hey, I'm a survivor, you know, unless they're, you know, an advocate and they just, you know, continuously are telling their story over and over again. But most of us are not out there just, you know, wearing like a badge, of honor, you know, I'm I'm a survivor, this is who I am, you know, because that, it is a part of us, but it's not who we are, you know, if that makes sense.
0: It's, and, and that's such an important thing to talk about too is like what, how much more do survivors have in their life besides sexual violence, like it's a huge thing, but There's so much more there's if you have school, if you have work, you have family, you have friends and all of those areas of life can be impacted by sexual violence. And so I think it's so it might seem like unrelated to some people, but I think it's incredibly connected and it's so important, to, especially if you know that somebody is a survivor, just acknowledge like how difficult it can be. For them to be at that party or to go to work that day and my word is to honor joy
1: yeah
0: because it's it's so I'm actually writing about this right now it's so like elusive I think is a good word um (laughs) it it it's special especially like for me it's joy is a really special thing that I really try to honor in myself and in other survivors and other people in general and it's not like congratulations you came to this party it's like you deserve to be happy and I'm happy that you're finding that and if they're not finding that trying to be supportive and either find resources to help with healing or just uh, helping them find places that do bring them the joy that they deserve
1: right right So what are some of the things that you've encountered with other survivors or what's the the hardest obstacle for them to overcome to start living again?
0: Wow, I think I definitely can't speak for all survivors at all, but a huge one that I think people don't realize is such a major thing that still happens is in a lot of places and situations survivors after the fact are still regularly coming into contact with the person that committed the sexual violence and that's like a hard thing to hear but when it happens in your community and you see that it oh my gosh like I don't know how why some people think it's still okay especially if the survivor does not want to see that person Um, But if it's like somebody you work with or a classmate or something like that, and a lot of the time, I can't remember the exact percentage right now, but I think a majority of cases of sexual assault are committed by somebody the person knows. Yeah. So I've heard so many stories of this happened and I'm still seeing them every week and I'm still like walking by them on the way to class. And that is a huge obstacle to healing in case anybody didn't know. Yeah. That is incredibly triggering for a lot of survivors. And that's such a difficult thing to go through just on a daily basis. And that's it's not okay to put somebody through that, especially if you know that there's even a chance that something happened.
1: Wow. So you're saying you've heard had instances where survivors they did speak up and they did tell. But there was no division between the survivor and the perpetrator. It was just like, well, I had to keep on going as normal.
0: Exactly. And it's wild to me. But in like I I see how it could it could be easy to, to not see that that's like so not okay if you're in that, if you're the principal or if you're the, I don't know, if you're the manager. And you're thinking, okay, maybe you gave the survivor some resources, maybe you referred the perpetrator to a- HR, and you think you're done. But if that is still occurring on a daily basis, even if there's no further violence that's happening, mm-hmm. that that is additional, tra- that can be additional trauma. Oh, yeah. and, and it just, it breaks my heart every time I hear it again from a new from a different survivor it's absolutely
1: wild wow wow that is that is wild goodness I know for myself um I you know my 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 encounter was with the guy that I knew as well and for me (coughs) I didn't tell anybody so Mm -hmm. I felt ashamed and I didn't want to tell anyone so um two of my closest friends knew but like No authority figures knew. No, My parents didn't know or whatnot. And so for me, and this particular um, man or or young man at the time, he actually favored a uh, celebrity that had a TV show at the time. And I can remember for years, I didn't even want to watch that TV show because that was a trigger for me. It reminded Mm -hmm. me of him every time I saw it. And so I think it must have been, and this happened when I was like 14 years old, I think I was in my late 20s before I finally got to the point where I was like, I had uh, encountered him on social media and and he wasn't even in the same state anymore, but I did it for myself. And Mm -hmm. I reached out to him and I had to tell him, you know what, I forgive you, not for you, but for, for me, because it was something that I was still harboring um, for myself, and I, I felt like you know, in order for me to be able to grow, in order for me to continue to receive my blessings, I had to forgive him. But I also told him because I heard, found out that he had daughters as well, and I said, "I pray your daughters never run into a guy like you." Wow! So, now, I, I had to get that off my chest. Now, for him, the the response that I got back from him was very like nonchalant. We were kids. Like, like it didn't, you know, like it wasn't as big a deal or whatnot. That's the response that I got from him. But I had to, you know, you know, regardless of how he responded, it was something that I did for myself. Yeah, so, to help me be able to move on.
0: Yeah, and that's so so important, too, That like different people have really really different needs and ways of coping, and it's that that's why we try to to make everything really survivor centered so that it's based on your agency and your choices and what what you know you need Mm -hmm. and I also just want to touch on that excuse of like we were kids there's so much there's so much blame being passed around and people are I feel like especially in this space people are very fixated on like how responsible the perpetrator should be Mm -hmm. and I just want to say like that there's a lot that can be said about that but how responsible the perpetrator should be is not always related to how much distance the survivor needs or how much resources the survivor needs because even if let's say they I don't know had no intention of doing anything wrong but it still happened that does not at all that like that lack of malicious intention does not at all invalidate that something wrong happened to the survivor Mm -hmm. and something and that's deeply deeply harmful and that they still deserve the resources or the separation or the distance that they need and it's not You don't need a court to say this is what happened in order to get what you need. The healing that you need or the closure that you need or the distance is such a big thing because it's it's a huge like if you're still seeing them regularly because Mm -hmm. other people think it's not that big a deal or like he shouldn't have to suffer or whatever because he didn't intend anything. It, it doesn't matter, like it's, it's triggering and it's harmful and it's a barrier to healing that I don't think a lot of people understand.
1: Wow, wow, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. Cause I think in some cases, even we may run into individuals who are just like, oh, that happened, you know, X amount of years ago, just get over it. And you know, everybody's journey is different. Nobody's pain outweighs somebody else's pain. Um, And that's something that we definitely need to, you know, pay attention to as well, because a lot of times that we do get, you know, overshadowed by other people. Well, I went through X, Y and Z. So you, you just get over it.
0: Yes, like it. It's so important to the key. It's so easy to make it like a competition where it's either survivors like different experiences trying to outweigh each other. If somebody went through something that like was worse, that doesn't mean you can't still feel that hurt or experience whatever effects. Mm -hmm. And, And then it's also important not to weigh like how nobody else can decide how much you're impacted by this. So somebody can go through the most horrific thing and keep going with their life and achieve all of this success and that doesn't mean they're not allowed to also feel that pain or feel those impacts and somebody else can go through something that might look less less I don't know visit, like not as bad but they can still feel everything they can like need this put their life on pause because people respond to things differently and people have different needs. And sometimes it's also not, it's, it's not linear. So maybe you'll feel it. You may maybe it'll come back and you'll feel it 10 years from now, or maybe you're immediately devastated. It, it is different for everybody and we don't need to compete with each other at all. We can just honor each other in wherever we're at. And that's OK.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So on your website, the uh, the Tell Someone Project, I see you have what's called a conversation packet. Can you tell us more about that?
0: Absolutely. So um, it's kind of this this packet <laughs> I, uh, I put together a bunch of there's some guidelines for just how, which are adapted from SafeBase guidelines, which are amazing. They're another organization. Um, these guidelines are just how to be supportive. What the goal of this conversation is, the goal is always empathy and support rather than you're not, you're not a, a, a law enforcement officer trying to figure out what happened. You're not investigating you're not interrogating, you are here to understand and support the other person. And so there's guidelines for that before you start the conversation. And then there's also some guide questions that you can customize, you can choose like what questions you are comfortable being asked, what you wish you were asked. And that just kind of helps to start the conversation. So you would either send or print this out and give it to the person that you want to open up to. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DDW, avoid one prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And this hopefully will just help that conversation start more smoothly and and do the work of, of the introduction, essentially, which I oh. think is is the hardest part because once you start, it's a lot easier to keep going. But yeah. without that introduction, I think with something like this, I definitely would have spoken up a lot sooner. So I really, really hope that that other survivors will be able to use it and will actually benefit from it and understand and be able to share their story in that like safe, very controlled way where they have all of the agency.
1: Wow. So in a sense it's kind to it's kind of almost giving the the survivor an out in a sense. It's like I want to I have something that I have to get off my chest. I don't know how to begin it. So I'm going to give this to you to prompt you to ask me the questions to get me to go ahead and start talking.
0: Exactly. And so, like, I'm pretty sure the first line of the packet is, like, that you're, there's somewhere where it's like, please read to the end of just this section before you say anything, like, don't react in the middle of it. And so the intro is something like you're, if like you're getting this because somebody in your life has experienced sexual violence and they want to open up to you and you should feel I don't think it tells people how to feel because that's like not okay but it it creates that that general like environment first of safety and of support so that you they know if they've never heard about this or they've never researched about this they know like What is a helpful way to respond? What is an unhelpful way to respond? Mm -hmm. And then it also creates space for. I think there's a question at the beginning where it's like, are you? Is this a good time to have this conversation? Because if they're about to rush off to a meeting, I don't think, I don't think this is the right time. But it also creates uh, an expectation where if it's not the right time, you you are setting a right time. And you're saying when, so when is the right time? Because it it's not it's also not okay to be like, this isn't the right time and then forget about it. Because yeah. that's counterproductive.
1: For real, yeah, I, I get that as well. That kind of, you know, sets them back. Because if they're trusting in you to have this conversation, then you kind of brush them aside. Then that, you do yeah. more damage.
0: Exactly. And, and that, and that wow. um, I think, can also be like a deterrent. To telling somebody else, yeah. because if this person didn't listen or wasn't wasn't supportive, y- you were much less likely to tell somebody else, unless you have someone really specific that that you know is going to listen.
1: Wow! Yeah. Now you're also affiliated with another organization as well. Uh, she is the universe. So can you tell us about that one and how it coincides with your um, other project that you have going on?
0: Yeah, so I do a few different things with She is the Universe, um, but the main link between these two projects is um, a few months ago, I won a, they call it a world changers grant from She is the Universe to fund this project. Um, And so that's the main connection between them and the amazing, amazing people at She is the Universe. Um, have kind of been my mentors throughout this and have been there um, to support me while I created this. And also, just in general, as as I think support is the best word for it, um, with feedback and, and making sure that I had all the tools that I needed. Um, and after that, I became a community organizer there. And so now I'm um, heading up the Girls to Girls project, which... Is where we're creating um, speaking opportunities for the amazing, amazing girls in our community, because we know they are incredible, and we we know that, and we know all of the things that they've done and all of the things that they know. But we want to create a way for them to quantify that, for them to put that on their resume, and mm-hmm. for them to to show people what what they have because they have so
1: so much. Wow. That is amazing. That is simply amazing. I am, I'm so proud of you for everything that you're doing, you know, to help our young ladies develop their find and find and use their voice. Uh, because staying silent is, is not an, an option. It really isn't. It's not the best option um, for our young ladies out there that are surviving because so many of them that do not know how to process their feelings or how to, you know continue living, they make, you know, drastic decisions, you know, as, as a result of that. So we definitely want to make sure that our young ladies are getting the help that they need to move on and, and continue to live because we we still need them in, in the world. We really do.
0: Yes, we do. The I mean, the cliche is the future is female, but it really is. <laughs> I mean, the young hey. I, the young women that are in our community are just they're doing all of these incredible things and it's so I I love that I get to be a part of helping them share that with the world and and increasing their impact and also sharing with each other because that's a part that's a big part of the program as well is like creating these conversations where girls can teach each other about we have one girl that's um Oh my gosh, she's an incredible like event planner organizer. So she did our first talk. And I was I was trying so hard to I was supposed to give feedback on her talk before she did it. I was just taking notes, honestly. (laughs) There is so much in their brains that everybody just needs to like to see and to listen to. And this that's also like what we want to do is create sort of a launch pad where they can start and that having that quantifiable credential of like they were they're being a part of this program and being a speaker for this um, is something something they can put like in their bios or when they're applying to things and mm-hmm. to create the opportunity for more opportunities because they deserve that.
1: Yeah. That is awesome. That's such a, so amazing. So for all my listeners and viewers out there, can you tell them where can they find you and get more information about what you do or maybe even contribute? Should they just go to the various websites that we've been posting down here for you?
0: Yeah, the those websites are the best way you can. Also, I don't know if you have my link tree on there, but I've written um, a bunch of articles. So if you want to read those, um, I okay. don't know how the, how it will appear, but maybe it'll appear somewhere. It's linktr.ee slash Grace And all of my articles are linked there. If you want to read more about I, it's primarily about um, survivors and sexual violence. And um, I think there's some. There's some miscellaneous topics in there too, but that also links back to the Tell Someone Project. Um, oh, and my LinkedIn is there. I think everything is linked there as well. Maybe that's why we'll call it LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me tonight on Girl Talk with Miss Yak. For all our viewers out there tonight, again, please, please use these resources to help a friend out there. There could be so many people out there that you don't even know who are survivors and they're struggling with this in silence. So go ahead, share the resources out there, reach out to Grace and find out some more information and see how you can help uh, with these very, very special projects.
0: Always, as always, always, don't forget... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I just forgot to plug one more thing. Um, on the Tell Someone Project website, if you, even if you don't personally want or need to use it right now, there's also lots of templates for how to share it. So there's like things that you can post on Instagram or on your story, or there's even like templates of like emails or messages that you can send if you want to share it with different people. Um, so definitely look at that. It's it's on the website. It's it should be pretty easy to find. That um, that's another way that you can help because again, like like she just said, you have no idea who in your life is a survivor, and I guarantee you they are around. So mm-hmm. just share. And again, you don't know who needs it right now. So I would rather personally, I would rather like share too many things that people don't need than choose not to share something and not know that the person sitting right next to me needed it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, look there. See, see guys, she just made it even more easy for you. You've got templates. All you got to do is plug and play. So there's no excuse at this point, no excuse whatsoever. Go ahead, stop by her website, tell someone project, and go ahead and check out those resources, get the word out, help somebody, right? For all of my viewers and listeners out there, again, as always, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, all right? I can't do what I do without you guys. So please be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you can continue to go ahead and get the word out and help all of our beautiful young ladies out there. Until next time, thank you all for coming, tuning in. Don't forget, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Until next time, I'll see y'all later. Thank you.